We are going to talk about a topic that I believe the Lord wants us to hear. You may notice in your bulletin that it says, yes, we're living in the last days. When I was invited to speak, that's the topic that came to my mind. So I started praying about that. However, this week, about the middle of the week, something else came to mind. So I began to pray about that, but stayed with this topic. Yes, we're living on the last day. So last night, as I was adding some final touches to, yes, we're living in the last days, which is a message that helps us understand that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Amen. The other topic came back to mind, and uh, I had to ask myself if the Lord was trying to tell me something. So this is why the message has changed to God is our refuge and strength. The memory text says in Matthew twenty six sixty four, Jesus said to him, it is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. We will talk a little bit near the end about the soon return of our Lord and Savior and what we should be doing during that time. But we are going to focus in on God is our refuge and strength. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I will kneel. I will ask the Lord to bless you and use me. I encourage you to pray for me as well. Our loving Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we come before you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I present to you the needs of each and every person here and every person that may be joining us through the social media. You know what they need to hear. You know what is the greatest need in their spiritual life right now. And so, so Lord, I ask that you will speak to that need. I ask for your Holy Spirit to be poured out. I place myself aside and I ask for you to speak to your children. I ask you to bless them with a message from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus has spent the day preaching to the people. He had healed people. He had had battles with the scribes and Pharisees that tried to find some fault with him. After the long day he was weary. So in Mark chapter 4, the description is presented that Jesus got into a boat with his disciples. And he was so tired that he went to the stern of the boat and he fell asleep. It seemed like a nice, quiet evening for them to go across the sea. It became dark, 
Everything seemed to be a nice, smooth journey. But suddenly the winds started and a storm came upon them. And remember, some of those disciples were fishermen. They knew how to handle their boat. They knew how to fight with the storm. But this storm seemed to be making the best effort to bring them down to the bottom of the sea. After toiling and toiling and their hopes seemed to be disappearing and water was beginning to come into the boat. They began to cry out to Jesus for help. They remembered Jesus is with us. And they cried out. But you see, the storm and the thunder, at first, Jesus didn't hear them. So it seems to say in Mark chapter 4 that they woke him up. Notice in Mark chapter 4, verse 37 and onward. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? What a question. Do you not care that we are perishing? They woke him up. How could he sleep through all of that? Storm and the tossing and all that thunder and wind. He was very tired. But he was at peace. And then it says, after he heard from them, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Verse 39, then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be Still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Praise the Lord. Can you picture the scene? That Jesus is getting up in the middle of this storm. And he says, peace. Be still. And suddenly, shh. Everything stopped. The boat stopped moving around like it was about to sink. The disciples were amazed and grateful. And the Bible says that Jesus came to them, verse 40. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Praise the Lord. Did you notice something? When Jesus got up, he didn't say to them, how can you be so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? He first took care of their problem. 
He eliminated that which brought fear to them. And when they saw that everything was at peace, then he talked to them about their faith and their fear. But first he takes care of their problem. Would you say praise the Lord? Amen. Brothers and sisters, we have been facing storms. We have been facing trouble. Coronavirus, COVID-19 has created situation where people have had to die without a loving gaze or an embrace by their loved ones. Difficult times. Some young, some old, parents separated from their children, children from their parents, brothers and sisters shed tears because they could not be with their loved ones in their final moments because of this deadly disease that's out there. God promises to be with us always to the end of the world. And I fear for those that were not Christians because it was much harder for them. But those that were Christians had that blessed hope in their heart. Those that died with that blessed hope, we will see them again. And the families of those that knew that their loved one, yeah, they are believers in Christ. We have the comfort and hope we will see them again. I'd like to read to you from Spirit of Prophecy, Volume 2, page 309. It says, they should have called upon him at the first appearance of danger. And he would have relieved their anxiety. But in their effort to save themselves, they forgot that Jesus was on board. Have you gone through trouble and difficulties and forgot that Jesus is near? Have you faced difficulties and worried about the situation? How am I going to get out of this? What's going to happen to me, to my family? How am I going to put food on the table? What's going to happen if I pass away? What's going to happen with my family? Don't forget that Jesus is with you. The devil will want you to focus on the problem instead of Jesus that can solve the problem. I continue reading. It says, how many in the trying scenes of life amid perplexities and danger fight against the storms of adversity alone, forgetting that there is one who can help them. They trust in their own strength and skill till Baffled and discouraged, they remember Jesus and humbly call upon him to save them. Though he sorrowfully reproves their unbelief and self-confidence, he never fails to hear their earnest cry and give them the help they need. Praise be to God. Brothers and sisters, we have a loving Savior that cares for us. More than we care for ourselves. How many believe that Jesus cares for you more than you care for yourself? It's true. It's true. He cares for you more than you care for yourself. 
Oh, we need to let him in and have full control that we may enjoy that which he said he is willing to give to each and every one of us. He said, John 14, 27, it's not on your screen. He said, peace, I leave with you. My peace give I unto you. Praise God. The peace of Jesus. How many want the peace of Jesus? Praise the Lord. Some of you don't. I hope you do. The peace of Jesus cannot be compared with any amount of money you have in the bank, any investments you have out there uh, in gold and silver, any job position, any vehicle you may have, any houses or lands. is way above all those things. You see, because of things of this world can vanish away. I encourage you to consider the words of Psalms 46, verse 10 and 11. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Praise the Lord. You know, Ever since sin entered into this world, there has been suffering. Suffering. Pain. Tears have been shed. Suffering of every kind. And you know, God has seen every tear, has felt every single pain since the beginning of time. He sympathizes with us and wants to comfort his children and give them strength to face the trials that are before them. And if we keep before us that the Lord of hosts is with us, that God is our refuge, we will face the future with less suffering. In Isaiah 63 verse 9, We have the following words. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bore them and carried them all the days of old. Praise the Lord. I have been encouraged by that poem, and I'm sure you have as well. I am not going to say it to you, but you know the one that says that somebody's asking the Lord, saw vision, says, I see two steps, two tracks of, of two walking together. But when I am going through the difficult times of life, there appear to be only one set of footprints, Lord. Why is it that there's only one set of footprints? I thought you would be with me always till the end of the world. And the answer is, it was in those times that I carried you. Praise God. Somebody had the, the inspiration to put that down because that's how God deals with us. Praise be to his name. Now, he has throughout the Bible sought to give us a message of hope and to let us know, I am with you. I will be with you forever. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to save you. Consider for a moment Exodus 13, verse 21 and 22. Exodus 13, a message that is clear and we should consider 
that this is a message for us as well. It says, And the Lord, Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Praise the Lord. 24 hours a day protection from the Lord. Amen. Praise God. He doesn't go on vacations. He doesn't take the weekend off. He doesn't say, uh, you're on your own today. I'm going to take a break. Today, you're on your own. I am glad that the Lord said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He goes with us every step of the way. I remember one time I was traveling to work in Chicago. And there was some light rain going on. And suddenly there was this thunder, like right in front of me, an explosion. That sounded like the city was just blown to smithereens. And for a moment, my heart went, ooh. And it was like I heard God's voice in my mind. And, this, and, the, vo and the message to me was, why are you fearful? I am with you. I had to stop for a moment. I literally said, yes, Lord, you are with me. And there was a peace in that vehicle. Praise God. He is with us in the small things and in the big things. He never leaves us nor forsake us. He loves us with a love that we cannot comprehend. Psalms 34 verse 18, it says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. And there may be some people here. That are either going through or healing from a broken heart. And the Lord's message is, I am near. I am with you. I will carry you. I will be with you. And that is uh, a message the Lord has for us. We need not fear when we know the Lord is with us. But you know. I think if I ask for a raising of the hand, practically everyone will say, oh, yes, I have had some time of sorrow, discouragement, despair, worry. This is in the book of uh, Psalm 42, and it says in verse 11, a question, a couple of questions. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? And I like how it continues. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Praise the Lord. It doesn't say hope in the king, hope in the army, hope in my sword. Hope in God. Because when we hope in God, we have what we need. We have the strength we need, and we are where we need to be. And if you were... Wondering about disquieted. Disquieted means a feeling of anxiety or worry. It seems to sneak up on people, doesn't it? We look at the situation and we begin to enter into this, oh no, 
how, how, how am I going to get out of this mess? It kind of starts to sneak up on you. Did it ever sneak up on anybody here? Anybody want to confess? Sneak up on you there and, and you, all of a sudden you're worried and you don't know what you're going to do. You may even post something on Facebook that sounds like you're, you're having this mountain of a problem. Please pray for me. But you've entered into this, this worry, this anxiety. Let us hope in the Lord. Let us hope in the Lord. And he will carry us through. You know, there's a song out there. I'm going to read a couple of, of the uh, stanzas. And it speaks to this thing. It, I, it's called His Eyes on the Sparrow. It says, why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home when Jesus is my portion? I like this part. It says, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Let not your heart be troubled. His tender word I hear, and resting on his goodness, I lose my doubts and fears. Though by the path he leadeth, but one step I may see, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Let us face the future. Let us face the present. With our eyes on Jesus. Because his eye is on the sparrow. He takes care of them. And if he's taking care of them. You know. He will take care of you. We can consider how he has helped us in the past. How the Lord has. Delivered us from situations and problems. Difficulties that we thought. Oh oh. This is it. I'm done. Oh there's no hope this time. I'm. It's over for me. But God came through. Praise the Lord. Can anybody say amen? Has God carried you through some difficult times? Any, let me hear an amen that testifies to that. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. He has carried my family through as well. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, we have the following words. God speaking to Joshua says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Praise the Lord. That's good news for us. That's right. This book that God has left with us. His message for us during this time that we're living in. We should meditate upon it. We should read it. Study it. Pray about it. And assimilate it. Follow it with all of our hearts. And ask God to help us do those things that he's asking us to. Because that, then what happens? It will be for our good. 
and it will be prosperous for us. And the Lord says, continuing, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Praise the Lord. Wherever you go, praise the Lord. But you see, as we're following the Lord, if we put our lives into his hand, nothing can come upon us that he has not measured, weighed, and carefully analyzed it to see if it will be for our good. And Satan may bring in all kinds of ideas. I want to do this and this and this and this. I am want I want to destroy. God said, No. Only this. My child is ready for this, but not for this. Maybe later. (laughs) You see, God leads us along. And who knows how many times he's delivered us from death. I can testify he delivered my wife and I from death. He's delivered my wife from death several times, I can tell you. There are stories we can share. There are stories you can share. That encourage people. That let them know God is faithful. Can you tell a story? If you can tell a story that God is faithful. Would you raise your hand? Yes. Look at all these hands. God is faithful. God is good. God is wonderful. All the time. I'm reminded by different people. All the time. So my brothers and sisters. Be strong and of Good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, he allows certain things to come upon us that it may be of benefit to us. That's why I'm reading to you from James chapter 1 and verses 2, 3, and 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Wow. Is something wrong with James? Is something wrong with He passed this one through the Lord. To, Lord, should I write this down? James understood. James understood the message God told him to write. Notice what he says. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, it increases your faith. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Are you facing trials? Look unto Jesus. Going through a difficult time? Look, look, keep looking to Jesus. He will carry you through. He will be with you. He will strengthen you. And he can be there to wipe away your tears if need be. But hold on. The Lord is with you. Interesting, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 4, notice these, these words. Great is my boldness of speech toward you. Great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort. I am exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation. Wow, is there something wrong with Paul? Why is he joyful in tribulations? You know, it's interesting that the Moffat translation um, translates this part, I am overflowing with delight for all the trouble I have to bear. (laughs) 
seems kind of strange. What's wrong with these Christians? They're happy as they're going through trials and difficulties. Are you people okay? But we can say, we have a living, powerful Savior. And he gives me peace in the midst of the storm. Praise God. Praise God. I tell you, God is faithful. I'm reading to you from Minister Healing. It's powerful. It says, uh, page 488, the Father's presence encircled Christ, and nothing befell him but that which infinite love permitted for the blessing of the world. Here was his source of comfort, and it is for us. He who is imbued with the Spirit of Christ abides in Christ. Whatever comes to him from the Savior who surrounds him with his presence, nothing can touch him except by the Lord's permission. Praise the Lord. Praise God. All our sufferings and sorrows, all our temptations and trials, all our sadness and griefs, all our persecutions and privations, in short, all things work together for our good. All experiences and circumstances are God's workmen, whereby good is brought to us. Praise the Lord. So that's why James was able to say, count it all joy when you face various trials. Because when you're facing trials, you can rejoice as you see God working things out for you. Moving things aside, providing for your needs, giving you strength when you need it. Praise the Lord. God wants us to be a light to the world. The message from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, we have to understand we're living in a world of a great controversy between good and evil. Satan would want to destroy us today, today. He would want to destroy us, but God says, no, no, no. Praise be to his name. I read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, for it is... For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Praise the Lord. Face the future, face the moment, face the present, looking unto Jesus, fully surrendered into his hands. In Youth Instructor, December 20, 1894, moving quickly. It is, it is as essential that Christ should touch our hearts now by his Holy Spirit as that he should redeem our souls by his most precious life. Did you catch that? Christ needs to touch our hearts now. To every Christian, 
comes the word that was addressed to Peter. Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But be encouraged. It says, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith shall not fail. Thank God we are not left alone, it says. This is our safety. Satan can never touch with eternal disaster one whom Christ has prepared for temptation by his previous intercession. For grace is provided in Christ for every soul. And a way of escape has been made so that no one need fall under the power of the enemy. I am almost hesitating to tell you what I'm about to tell you because Idalia is translating and it may have an effect on her because she still has some panic attacks because of the accident. But as we were traveling on that road in Michigan and the rain was pouring down and we realized we were heading into an intersection, we didn't know what was going to happen. At first, I thought, it looks like we are... Get going, going through, and no cars will, will be coming. She had already applied the brakes. We were trying to stop, but the car, the, the, the van was sliding into the intersection. I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's almost like it was being pushed across there. And this car seemed to come out of nowhere and hit us. And some that look at the picture say, You survived that? And I remember the moment when I realized that we were alive. A smile came to my face. Understanding that God has saved us. God has saved our lives. And you may have a story to share as well. God has saved your life. Why? Why? He knows. And you may know. But you're alive to testify. And you can share with others about the hope you have in Jesus. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. We kind of said it already. And we know that all things work. Together, for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Why is it that all things work together? It's because God has his angels. He, is, he has all this setup that we don't see, watching every single detail so that all these things that come upon us work together for our good. And we can daily praise his name because he can keep us in perfect peace. That's why I read to you Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Jehovah, the Lord is everlasting strength amen his strength doesn't dry out he doesn't get weak he doesn't get tired he doesn't fall asleep on the job 
24 hours a day, he can provide us with strength. Praise be to his name. I'm going to read quickly from Psalms 34, verses 3 to 10. Powerful. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And this he is willing to do for you, deliver you from all your fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man and woman who trust in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord so now i have a question how did they do it how did they do it those guys those people that in the old times there's a description in hebrews chapter 11 that some people call the great hall of faith incomplete by the way but enough to let us know That if they went through those things, with the Lord's help, we can as well. How did they do it? I read to you one of them. Psalm 23, verse 4. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Praise the Lord. Job said, 13, Job 13, 15, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 16 through 18. Notice, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to King, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Remember, Everybody bowed their knee, and they just did not do so. Why? Because they bowed the knee to God and not to idols. And notice what it says in verse 17, because they have been threatened. If you don't bow, you're going to be tossed into where? The fiery furnace. And notice what they say. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. He will deliver us. But if not, let it be known unto you. Make no mistake about it, basically. Let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. How did they do it? There's the fiery furnace burning. If you don't do what I tell you, you're going in there. You are going in there. And do you remember what King Nebuchadnezzar said? And who is it that can deliver you? This pagan king dared to say, and who can deliver you out of my hands? We have news for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. 
God can. And just like God was with those three Hebrews, he is with us no matter how hot the furnace burns. How hot it may be, doesn't matter. God will be with us. Because, Psalms 46, one and verse, verse 1, 2, and 3, because God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, Selah, praise the Lord. Now, brothers and sisters, we have to understand we are living in the time of the end. We're living in the time of the end. It's going to get more difficult. And it is time to allow the Lord to build up our faith and trust in him. We should be reading the scriptures, getting familiar with them, grabbing those promises, and by God's grace, memorizing them that we may when the time comes to need them, they are already there. I read to you from Patriarchs, uh, Prophets and Kings, page 720. Christ has made every provision that his church shall be a transformed body, illuminated with the light of the world, possessing the glory of Emmanuel. It is his purpose. That every Christian shall be surrounded with a spiritual atmosphere of light and peace. He desires that we shall reveal his own joy in our lives. He desires that we reveal his own joy in our lives. How can this be? Jesus is knocking at the door of our heart. Every day, we are to open the door, allow him in so that his joy and love is revealed in our life. I said we're living in the time of the end. And there is this quote that somehow, for some reason, some of these things just stick in your mind, you know? They just stick in your mind. And it is, it is eye-opening. So if your eyes are closing... Open them now. Open them now. Listen carefully because this is something that is coming. It says here in Review and Herald, December 27, 1898. This is the day of the Lord's preparation. He says, behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth. And keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. The great work from which the minds should not be diverted is the consideration of our safety in the sight of God. Now, this is eye-opening here. The storm is coming, relentless in its fury. And here are the questions. Are we prepared to meet it? Are, your, are our feet on the rock of ages? Are we one with Christ as he is one with the Father? 
I have to tell you like it is. A storm is coming. Relentless in its fury. Are we prepared to meet us? To meet it? This, how did it start? This is the day of the Lord's preparation. It's time to prepare. If you're not doing so, get started right away. It is time to prepare for what's coming to this world. A storm is coming. Relentless in its fury. And already we are seeing some of those issues. We're already seeing some of those issues. True? It's true. Things are developing in this world that lets us know that things are not going to be as they were. And God's people need to arise to the moment and be a light in this world. Matthew 24, verse 24. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, who? Even the elect. So, brothers and sisters, it is time to prepare. How many of you know that the Waco incident, some of you were not even alive then, but the Waco incident, anybody remember the name David Koresh? David Koresh. He deceived many people, many people. And some of them were Seventh-day Adventists. And we're like, wait a minute. And I looked, I remember, I remember looking, some of these people were students at Harvard. People with that high intellect, they were deceived. How many of you have heard, this is a more recent individual, Jose Luis Miranda. Anybody remember that name? A few. This was the guy that was in Florida. That was one of his uh, base of operations. He claimed to be Jesus in the flesh. Anybody remember that guy? He was interviewed on ABC and other channels. He claimed to be Jesus. But he, during the interview, went into a bar and was smoking a cigar. And even the interviewer said, you know, it's mind-boggling for me because what I remember of Jesus, he would not be sitting in a bar smoking a cigar. This man claimed that he could not die. He told the reporter, if you try to kill me, I cannot die. But brothers and sisters, the Bible says that false Christ and false prophets would come. This man has been dead for several years. But he deceived many people. Some of them, a few of them were Seventh-day Adventists. And you say, wait a minute. How can you allow yourselves to be deceived? You see, the time is coming when great deceptions will be upon the land. And some people are swallowing the idea that the coronavirus is the mark of the beast. This is not biblical. But please understand that 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 through 10 have a warning for us. Notice what the Bible says. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders 
And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Our refuge and strength is Jesus. Daily, we should be preparing for what is coming. A storm is coming, relentless in his fury. There will be signs and wonders that could be possible, if possible, deceived the very elect. Let us keep our eyes on Jesus. And we will not be deceived. Amen? Amen. It is time to consider these words. You see, in Isaiah chapter 60, there's a, there's a message that darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. Deceptions of every kind, great darkness, but God calls upon his people. Let's read it in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. During this time, we are to arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen in you. Praise the Lord. Now is the time to go about doing good works. That they may point people to Jesus. Why are you doing this? Because I love Jesus. Why are you doing this? Because the Lord loves you. And through him, I do these things. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 14, you know that it says that you are the light of the world. And in times of darkness, the light needs to shine. Let the light of Jesus shine through you now and in the time of this storm that is coming. Let Jesus be in you, the hope of glory. I read to you, Coloss- uh, not from Colossians, Christ Object Lessons 419. It is the privilege of every soul to be a living channel through which God can communicate to the world the treasures of his grace, the unsearchable riches of Christ. There is nothing that Christ desires so much. Did you catch that? There's nothing that Christ desires so much as agents who will represent to the world his spirit and character. There's nothing that the world needs so much as the manifestation through humanity of the Savior's love. All heaven is waiting for channels through which can be poured poured the holy oil to be a joy and blessing to human hearts. There's nothing that he desires so much. Do you want to be a channel through whom the Lord can manifest his mercy and his love to others? Do you want to fulfill that desire of Jesus? Agents through whom he can work through. That people will say, I need that joy you have. I need that peace you have. Has anybody ever heard the words, there seems to be a peace about you? Anybody hear that? Anybody ever tell you that? There seems to be, there's something different about you. Anybody ever hear that? A few, yes. Why? Because Jesus is in and he will shine out if he's in. Notice what it says here in 
prophets and kings, this is the work which the prophet Isaiah describes when he says, Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou shalt cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health Thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go, shall, shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward. Isaiah 58, 7 and 8. It says here, Thus in the night of spiritual darkness, God's glory is to shine forth through his church in lifting up the bowed down and comforting those that mourn. There are people in this world that need to be encouraged. And you can share scriptures with them. You can put your arms about them. I know that there are some, oh no, no, not now. It's social distancing. Brothers and sisters, people need the Lord. And you know the Lord that the people need. Let us allow him to work through us. That people may be drawn to him. Jesus is coming soon. And if we allow him to shine to us, the light of the knowledge of the glory of Jesus will come to the whole world. The song says, soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. The king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to see the king. No more crying there. We are going to see the king. No more crying there. We are going to see the king. I said, no more crying there. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to see the king. Brothers and sisters, there's a song that says that we, what we should be doing. It's written by Helen H. Lemo. I'm only reading two paragraphs. Actually, a paragraph and the chorus. O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see? There's light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Do you want to turn your eyes upon Jesus in these difficult times we face? I want to encourage all those that would want to, to come forward for a prayer of consecration to the Lord. If you want to say to the Lord, one, Lord, be my constant refuge. Be my refuge and strength. I invite you to come forward and let us pray together. If you want to say to the Lord, Lord, I want to be, I want to fulfill that desire, that desire that Jesus has in his heart. 
that you may pour out your mercy and love to others. He desires this so much. Agents, people through whom he can work through. There are people that need the Lord. And by his grace, we can be a light and a strength unto them. So the message from Matthew 11, 28 and 30 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We all need the rest of Jesus. He invites us to take his yoke upon him and learn from him because he is gentle and lowly in heart. And we will find rest for our souls. And he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There are among us, we have lost perhaps some loved ones. We have lost probably friends. We may have been discouraged, have shed some tears. And there may be tears ahead for us. It is time to prepare for what is coming upon this world. It is time to turn away from all the evil and turn to Jesus, who is our hope and our strength. Because the devil does want to sift as a sweet. But we can be encouraged that Jesus is praying for us. The Savior that has overcome the devil is mighty to overcome him in your life and in mine. If it is possible for you, let us kneel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, there are many among us that want to hear, they want to answer the call of Jesus to come to Him that we may receive the rest that He offers. And Heavenly Father, there are many of us here and even those watching and listening in the social media that want to answer that longing of Jesus to have people, agents through whom He can work through to let his love and mercy be seen. Help us, Lord, to comfort those that need comfort. And Lord, we ask you to comfort those that also need comfort among us. Many are hurting. Many of us have shed tears. And Lord, we pray that you will give us that strength that comfort that we all need, that rest and that peace that passes all understanding. And Heavenly Father, we appeal to your promise that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We pray that it will be so. We pray that you will help, the, help us to accept the reality of your forgiveness and to accept your peace. And Lord, we read that there is a storm coming relentless in its fury. And we are not able to meet this storm alone. Therefore, we ask you to be our refuge and strength. Help us to prepare by doing our part. By prayer and study of the scriptures. And yielding our hearts to you. We pray for salvation to take place. And we ask you for a renovation, a thorough transformation in our lives. And we ask you for these blessings in the holy and blessed name 
of Jesus. Amen.